You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic speak Podcast. Up, speak up, speak up. You, said, you, sound, you sound like... You, you sound always down. like to interrupt me <laughs> you when I... Like you're down. You, sound like you're you down. always interrupt me when okay. I do the intro. Let's it's just do it so again. annoying. Start over again. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode <laughs> of the Atomic Podcast where we're blowing up the news on a verbal scale. That's I, better. That's better. That's better. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Man, go I back, am go Ephraim Guzman, all off of my interrupting heterosexual <laughs> life mate, Eve's the Canon Sanon. <laughs> Interrupted? I'm trying to help you out. We're trying to do this intro. You sound really down and damper. You should be happy. Well, let me get down with this girl ground. Let okay. me just do my this. Bad. My bad, my bad, my bad. All right, so welcome to the show again, fans. Um, there's We're a lot back of, again. We're yes. back. And Comic-Con is just a few days away. Comic-Con days is... Days or weeks? Um, Probably when... The, well, when, when is Comic-Con? It's, it's in two weeks, October 9th. October 9th? Yeah. That's right around the corner. Yeah, that's what I said. It's right around a few days. Jeez, my bad. I thought it was going to be like two weeks from now. Yeah, well, I think it is. It is. Well, today's October 1st, so yeah, right. next week. Right, it's yeah, October yeah, yeah. 1st. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it is October 1st. We are here in our secret location in Times Square. Yeah, it's not the Batcave, but it's a secret location. It's, uh, it's the Batcave. We're we can give you the address if you want to come visit us. Why do you us. people uh, come visit us? I'm just kidding. I'm like just kidding. I just did that to see the spook on your face. You got scared. And you did, weird. So. Weird. Okay. How you doing? Good. Good. And yourself? Hanging in there, brother. Hanging in there. You know, another exciting episode. And this is, I don't know, what episode we're in now? Episode... Man, I, got, I lost track. I lost track. We lost, yeah. I lost track. We've been doing episodes rapidly, so I don't lost, lost track of how many we have up till now. Um... I just want to go on a rant. This guy does not watch The Walking Dead. Fans, you got to write yeah, to this dude. Uh, yeah, this dude yeah, is afraid yeah. of horror right. movies. He's afraid no, of zombies. He's afraid of a Nightmare on Elm Street. He's afraid of Jason. No, He's listen, afraid of Candyman. Listen, listen, listen. Don't listen to this guy, okay? I don't watch The Walking Dead. I'm not scared of horror movies, okay? I've watched all those movies you said. Have you seen A Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. The remake? The one with the guy that played Rorschach? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. You saw Friday the 13th, the remake? Yeah. What is this a test? Like, no, are you I, testing me? Like, what the yeah, I guess it didn't work. I thought he was gonna say no, no, no. No, but. I've seen these movies. I just don't walk, watch The Walking Dead personally. I haven't watched it. A lot of people talk about it. They say it's the best series on TV. I just don't watch. It. You know that kid from Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah, he's gonna be on. He's the gonna show. be yeah. in. And I seen. I seen yeah, that. That's kind of cool too. Like, yeah. I, I like Chris. Well, his name's not Chris. Is what's his name? Blah. Of course, you won't know his name. Okay. Anyway, I don't watch shows like that, dude. Man. <laughs> you don't watch everybody hates Chris. That's, that's, that's all right. But, you know, it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's old. Old. it's old. It's old, dude. Old ended like two thousand and eight. Yeah, but it's an old show. Man. I don't know. I don't know. You like you watch The Walking Dead, but you don't watch everybody hates Chris. Let's, let's jump into the news because you're irritating me right now. Okay. Well, what what you got for me, baby boy? What you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, what do I have? Um, what came to mind when I was thinking about it? We were talking about Batman and Superman. Well, Gotham? Well, we spoke about Gotham last episode. I'm talking about Batman and Superman itself. Um, what the... What... The, well, they're going to play the trailer again at this Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully. I don't even know what the, the, what's going on. Because, you know, New York is like the bastard stepchild of the Comic-Cons. Do they always even get have the any big crack. announcements in New York? Um, They're supposed to show... I don't know. I think some Star Wars Rebel stuff. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, I know we were going to talk about Batman Superman, but Star Wars. 
Do you care or do you not? I do care. I'm a big Star Wars fan, dude. I grew up with Star Wars from the early 80s, dude. My first introduction to Star Wars was Empire Strikes Back on Showtime, I believe. And then the movie I actually went to go to the theater to see was Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks. So you it's, actually went to the movie theater to I, go see I, Return of I, the Jedi? No, I think it wasn't Empire Strikes Back. I don't remember. It was in 1980s. I don't remember exactly the, the year, but I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back and it blew my mind. Then I think Empire Return of the Jedi... By- Blew your mind? Yeah, and Return of the Jedi I saw actually at the movie theaters, which was very... got me into entertainment, just watching Return of the Jedi. Okay, let me tell you my gripes with oh, Star Wars. The, the, you, this, the, this guy is not a... This guy hates Star Wars. This is crazy. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not really not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, was, I, hate, I hated all those three episodes that came out pre-afterwards, well, which kind of threw Yeah, the prequels off. are not really great, but Darth Maul was, like, I think the best one. And he got cut in half. They need to get cut in half. Well, he did come back in Clone Wars. If you watch Clone Wars, he was still alive. What, the one they play on, com- on Cartoon Network? Or it used to be on Cartoon Network. Yeah, it's on Netflix now, so you definitely could catch all the episodes. Let, let, let me tell you my gripes with Star What's Wars. What's your gripe? Um, well, this movie in particular. I don't know how they're going to do I don't know uh, how... What's his name? Not Steve. George Lucas is going to do this one. Mm-hmm. But what is the purpose of you having these old characters in Star Wars coming to do what? Just be... Like, well, is Luke Skywalker going to be, like, a consultant, like how he was when, like, how Anakin, like, is that how they're going to do it? Like, well, is Han Solo going to be a consultant for, like, what the hell? How old, well, is Chewbacca going to have all gray hair? Like, Well, Chewbacca is a, is a Wookiee race, so their interpretation of old is our different from old. He can, I think Wookiees could live over a thousand years old. And so. still have the same brown tan hair? Yeah, yeah, it's not like humans, right? they're not humans, they're Wookiees, and... Luke Skywalker is the same age when, you know, same age as Obi Wan Kenobi now. Like you know, he's right. older That's now. What I'm saying. Yeah. So he's going to be he's a Jedi Master. He's going to be a Jedi Master and going to consult whoever this kid. Yeah, is I don't really know the whole storyline of it, but I think Luke is. What an is exile. the purpose of that though? Like why? Like why can't they just make new storylines without? These well, they old are, characters? but they, you have to establish the old so you can get in with the new. They're not just going to do a whole new movie of Star Wars without having the old cast in it. Just Princess, like the reboot Princess of Star Trek, Le- they have to put Leonard Nimoy in it. Princess Leia is not going to have that outfit on. She had with Jabba the Hutt. Um, she's older now, so yeah, I don't I think hope so. Not. Yeah, I, don't, I hope not. This is not going to work. Um, she's older now, and I don't think a woman her age would be dressing in a slave guard bikini. You would see that. You would. I bet you they would do it. But regardless of the fact, so I'm just saying, just don't. I think don't, it's going to be an excellent like, movie, dude. Han Solo is going to be what? Like it just don't make sense. Like how are they going to turn around and switch it up? Like well, why? Like yeah. what's the purpose? Like I'm saying for introducing, you know, introducing to the new generation of Star Wars. My thing is this: what I don't understand is that a lot of you know these Hollywood studios have these brilliant stories that, you know, these writers come up with, it just doesn't want to take risk on something new. They'd rather remake, bounce, and flip these old well, stories. It's a continuation. It's not a remake, you know, per se. It's not a, it, it's a continuation <coughs> of the Star Wars Continuation, story. remake. They should not be keep making these movies off of old. It's like, come on, like that Robocop movie. Like, what the hell was the purpose of making the Robocop yeah, movie well, over again? You yeah, know I, mean? I haven't seen it, but I heard it's just like things that. about it's like it. They should yeah. make... They should have better, better. They have these writers. You know, these people have come up with these brilliant ideas. Take a chance. Take a risk. Well, Star Wars, if you watch Clone Wars, it's a pretty good show. And Rebels is coming out. And Rebels looks like an excellent, excellent show. Which, you know, the move, the, the cartoon is going to lead into the movie. CGI cartoons. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. No, well, cartoons. CGI, yeah. Cartoons, but, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Oh, we could, we should, we got to do a, a podcast, just a Star Wars debate, because I can go on and on. Oh, I can go on and on about this, too, because I've seen all these Star Wars movies. I've seen them. Episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Well, probably one of, one of them I'm missing. Oh, my but, God. But, I mean, I can go through them, because this doesn't make any sense. I just, I just don't get it. And Darth Vader 
it helps his son afterwards after he yeah, screams he finds father. redemption. Yeah. Oh God. You know, like you know, if Darth Vader was good in mystery, but then once you find out he was just a whiny kid, and you know, and basically he was just he had a, like a really horrible past, you know, losing his mom and you know, he didn't like, have that. He, he didn't have that bad. Come on, episode uh, what was it three? Right, episode yeah. three is going to be when he's the transformation. When he he didn't have it that bad. Yo, he was supposed to be the chosen one. Yeah, I don't well, want to sound like I mean, what's his name, Obi Wan, but he was supposed to be the chosen one. Yeah, well, in a way, he sort of was the chosen one because he found redemption at the end. And he was the one that saved the galaxy and returned it to Jedi. You know, he stopped the Emperor. He's the one that threw the Emperor down. Oh, nah, nah, whatever. I don't know. Anything else you want to discuss besides my Star Wars rant? Because let me tell you something. I do not think this is a good idea of just doing these Star Wars. I just mm-hmm. don't. But hey, that's just me. The fuck do I know? I don't know. Anything. Excuse my language. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's it's Star Wars is a franchise is a is a good movie, and I think you guys should definitely watch Star Wars if you haven't seen it. it the whole storyline is excellent, and you know, there's a lot of movies for you guys to catch up on. Start with. It's six movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they should always start off with a new hope, which is a good, which is, you know, with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. That's the one to start off with. So it's pretty good. You definitely should definitely watch it. Mm. I dig, I dig. So what you else you want to talk about? What else is in your brain as a news wise? No news wise, um, there's a lot of shows that are out there. Not to cut you off, but I hope there's more black people in the Star Wars also because I mean, Lando Calrissian is the only black, black man, man in space. In space. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that should be. Uh, yeah, Lando Calrissian. Yeah. I don't think so. Is it Michael yeah. B. Jordan in it too? Michael B. No, that's um John Boyega. Not yeah, Michael sorry, if I, yeah. I got them confused. But yeah. isn't that hard? Well, all white people look alike, so Michael B. Jordan's Michael B. Jordan. That's what you're trying to say. Or? Funny, funny, hilarious, hilarious. You, you should okay. stand up. You should do stand up. Yeah, you're, you're great. Anyway, back to Michael B. Jordan. That horrible um, Fantastic Four movie going coming out. Uh, no thanks. You know, you don't want to see the Fantastic Four. I'm gonna see it. To talk crap about it, but they say it's going to be really emotionally driven. It's not going to be a lot of action. It's going to be the connection between them and Doctor Doom. Sue Storm is going to be uh, adopted to a black family. And it's... listen, let me tell you something. I rather watch that one with Jessica Alba than watch this one. For real? Yeah. No, no. The Jessica Alba one with the Fantastic Four. I guarantee Four, it's going to be crap. just as horrible, if not even worse. No, I mark actually, my words. Mark my words. Well, it's, Josh Trank is the director of Chronicle. If you've seen Chronicle, it's a pretty good movie. So I think, I think it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's not gonna just, be no action. Yo, they said it's not gonna be a lot of action. Okay, even though that Fantastic Four movie that came out first with you know um, the commission. Yeah. The last what was it? Last twenty minutes of the movie, the end of the twenty—that's the those most action of everything. Yeah, but uh, this is not going. Ah, man, uh, it, it's going to be good. You just got to give it a chance. And they're going to get their powers from here, right? They're yeah, get it, yeah. Get everything it, is established not, not in space. Earth. Yeah. Shoot me now, please. No, I th- you just definitely got to give it a chance, though. Not giving anything a chance. We'll see how that crap comes out because I think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be bad. Like, what is the purpose? Like, come on. Like, why butcher something and not and, and not keep it true to the comic? If you're going to do it, at least keep it true to the comic and make it a bad comic book movie instead of trying to recreate it and make it just a bad movie, period. 
Well, I'm saying it's it's gonna be one of those movies where the it's gonna be character driven. They got good actors for the roles, and the story is different. You know, you got to be contemporary. They got a Black Nick Fury, and people were griping about. No, that. but they had a Black Nick Fury in the Ultimates for a while. But, just incorporated but it into the movie who don't universe. Know, people who don't know nothing about the Ultimates, they don't know what the hell is that what, about. You're gonna, they know, it to, you're gonna compare it to the freaking um, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury? That's what you're trying to say. Well, like, I'm saying people knew Nick Fury as a white guy with gray hair on the sides, like Reed Richards. You know, they only they only knew him. Nobody knew Sam Jackson was the inspiration for Nick Fury for the Ultimate, so you know it's 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 different. You know it's you know it's also diversity for you know minorities. They can see, hey, oh hey, we got somebody who's in the main roster of a top team like the Fantastic Four. You know, so it's just if you if you can see different. my face now, people. Yeah, can, it's a face of little like he just pottied in his mouth. Yeah, because it's just I'm disgusted. Oh. I'm disgusted, absolutely. Yeah. You don't get impressed easily. I don't. You know me. I don't really get impressed about anything except nothing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, brother man, back to you with you and these assignments and interviews. You are really doing your thing. I have to give you your props. If I had hand claps, I would I would give you one right now. You do have hand claps because you just gave me one. Well, I'm talking about studio hand. You know, oh, hand, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Claps, I gotcha, I gotcha. What is this interview about now? Well, inter- um, recently I just had a chance. It was a brief conversation. It wasn't really long because we was at a bad location. But I com- caught up with Carmine Flamaghetti. I think you heard of him before. Yeah, you told me the, yeah. movie, the movie Pounds, right? Yeah, that yes, it's an independent film. It won like, some Spirit Awards. And he did the film A Mexicano. He's a writer, producer, and actor. And um, it was really short and brief, but he really... You know, talked about you know his inspiration for getting into films, and it's a pretty interesting conversation. It was, mm, it was really good, long, but good. short but sweet. So Sometimes the sweet. best conversations are short and sweet. Mostly, so, most, huh? I said mostly, mostly the best conversations are short and sweet. I mean, get directly to the point when you're speaking to. But it's like that. That's good, man. I, I, I'm glad you're doing a lot of interviews, man. Yeah. I, like, I feel like I'm just doing nothing. No, you're 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 just showing your body. We're on, we're on the podcast. How oh, can yeah, I show my yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Right, but, yo. Fans, get um, this. here's an interview I had with Carmine Flamgetti, writer, producer, and director, and here we go. This is Atomic Podcast. Let's go. Hey, this is Efren Guzman from the Atomic Podcast. I'm here with um, writer, director, producer, Carmine Flamgetti. You've probably seen his work around the world. And, Carmine, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to give me a, you know, give me a little interview. So I appreciate that. I just want to say thank you very much. Awesome, you got it. Okay. First of all, the first question I got to you, I'm sure you've probably been asked millions of times, but how did you get started in the film game? How did you get started in the business? Movies. You know, so it really started with acting. That's where it starts for most people. 
Different acting. Oh, so it's mostly in high school that you was exposed to it from like an acting teacher, like you know, like a one of the music teachers or something like that. How did like it was basically? Uh, yeah, just um, yeah, just a, uh, a guy that was like a music teacher actually who also happened on the drama club. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. And he was a great guy, and uh, you know, encouraged me to give it a shot, and so that's really the the real genesis of it. Oh, okay, okay. okay. It, goes back, it goes back even further. Yeah, I always loved movies, and, you know, my parents bought me a video camera when I was, you know, ten years old. I had held them for a while to buy a video camera. But I went and made my own, you know, movies with my buddies. You know, so it goes back even to that. Oh, wow, all right. So, like, was your friends always into movies, or was you, like, the odd... Was you like always the odd one now? Like, oh, I like, you know, I wish I could be an actor. I want to do movies. And your friends were like, probably want to be baseball players or whatever. Was was you always like the one to stand out in your group that always wanted to get into the business? No, I, I always had friends that were into it. And they always wanted to, uh, you know, they were always willing to, to help me out. And goofy horror films. <laughs> well, you mean goofy like they, 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 they do beheadings on screen or something like that? Or... particular genre that really more inspired you like was you like a horror fan or a drama fan or is it is it all movies in general I would say when I was younger it was mostly like the action adventure oh like a sci-fi oh like sci-fi sci-fi stuff the you know the kind of cheesy 80s horror movies yeah (laughs) Friday the 13th yeah yeah and then as I got older then I probably started getting a little more into you know, dramas and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, I liked everything from Star Wars to Friday the 13th to, you know, Ghostbusters, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Yes, yeah. Basically, like, uh, you know, a lot of movies that were... Like, you know, city movies, you know, me personally, you know, I, I love old movies in general, but, like, I, I always love watching movies that are based in New York and critiquing, well, this is not the area, like, when I watch Cloverfield, you know, they walked from Wall Street all the way to 59th Street, I'm like, that's impossible, you can't really do that, you know, but I always love New York, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but I always love New York-based movies like that. Um, what's right? And, and, and acting wise, who basically inspired you? Like, you know, is there any particular actor that you saw you was like, oh, I, you know, I want to emulate my career after him, or pattern your style after this actor, or is any anyone in particular? Or, uh, you know, I can't say anyone in particular really, but you know, I mean, I was a fan of a lot of people. You know, I had. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, there's always the greats, but you know, I mean, you know. 
you know, obviously, you know, a De Niro and a Pacino, but I also love Jeff Bridges growing up. I loved, uh, you know, being just a fan of Star Wars and and Indiana Jones, I obviously love Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, as I got older, uh, I was a big fan of uh, John Favreau. Yeah. Um, you know, but, yeah, you know, it was all over the map. I had an appreciation for a wide range of actors. Uh, and as, and as, as I got older, I guess, especially guys who were more character actors and not leading men type. Yeah. You know, to, uh, you know, regular guys. And, you know, I got a great And, and, you know, who doesn't love Kevin Bacon? <laughs> right. You know, and also, you know, you're, you're also a writer and producer. And, act- and actresses, too. You know, I mean, I like, I'm a big fan of, uh, um, you know, a lot of actresses. I love, uh, you know, I would say off the top, I, you know, growing up, I love, uh, you know, you're going to laugh at me, but I love more like TV actresses. So I love like Penny Marshall. Just grew up watching Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> is great she's she's definitely a class act actress um you started out i believe in 95 am i correct or am i wrong on that well that's like, what it uh, probably might be on imdb but the first i did my first short first time i ever You went to school in the city, right, right? I went to school, um, I went to school, um, in the Bronx, in, uh, Montsinus Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. How many years you was in there for? Not for the four years. Oh, for the four years? Okay. Four years, yeah. Oh, so you can believe that. Four years. Uh-huh. Oh, and then how, also, um, how did you, how also did you get into writing? Was it the same? I was the same thing, you know, it all started with one. 
seen you know you wrote you wrote a lot of stuff and one of the movies that you know kind of introduced me to you you know saying because I you know I didn't really know of your work until I seen this movie was on um, a Mexicano and you know I was really really impressed with that movie can you tell me a little bit about um a Mexicano a Mexicano came pretty quick you know I mean I uh I knew I had that story pretty mapped out in my head take you, did, did you wrote a Mexicano by yourself, or you had, it was a collaboration? I mean, for the most part, I'd say I wrote it by myself, but I, I you know, I, I, you know, making movies is a collaboration, so mm -hmm. what you eventually saw on the screen, definitely had input from the director and yeah. the cast, and, and um, like I said, from a couple of the executive producers, you know, the script, yes, I did write on my own, but, but I did, you know, by the time, you know, you make a movie three times, you know, you make it when you write it. And then you said in that in that um, experience, you knew a lot of day laborers like that, so it was easy for you to write something like that because you actually seen it. It wasn't something that you thought of. That you, like, you you lived that yeah. life. Yeah. I had a, I had a little experience, not a ton, but enough that I, I definitely had some funny stories and some stuff that I experienced, and uh, you know, uh, it was um, like I said, it was a good, it was a good, uh, it was a good thing to draw on. But I definitely had to do some more research and learn a few more things and, you know, educate myself a little bit more and, you know, try and tell the best story. Yeah. It was a, it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed your work on that. Thanks, man. Nah, Thank you. No, no problem, no problem. And... Yeah, a lot of fun making it. <laughs> yeah.
you know, you're doing something, you're contributing to society, so that's all that matters, you know. Um, also, um, another film I, I was, I, I sort of was inspired to was Pounds. That's, it was really, really dark and really, it was almost, like, depressing almost watching it. Not in a, not depressing in a bad way, but it was just so sad. Can you, you just give me a little insight about well, that? I get from a lot of people all the time that they love Pounds, yeah. but that they probably won't ever watch it again. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. I think, I think I'm in that boat. You know, not, no, you offense, know? no offense to the movie. I love the movie, but right. it's just... No, it's not, a, it's not an easy movie to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, even for me, you know what I mean? I, you know, I find myself watching it and, uh, not, uh, you know, it, it is. It's, you know, but it's, but, you know, I definitely would say, though, that it's always going to be, you know, that one's really going to be really my baby, and that's the one that I feel the most connected with. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, it's a very personal story. And it's, and it's not a true story, it's really. It's more based on, it's based on emotions as opposed to true events. Yeah, because none of those things have happened. You know, I didn't have a heart attack at my sister's wedding. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I wasn't shunned by my family. You know what I mean? You know, my family, you know I'll never do anything like that. But, yeah. but that, that is, you know, I'm also trying to make a movie that, um, that I, you know, I have felt that way maybe in other parts of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, but it's a movie I'm very, you know, both towns in Mexico. It's a lot of the reason that, uh, Ethan, that I got out of making, uh, independent films for the most part because I was so proud of towns in Mexico. I felt so good, um, about those movies that, um, that I found myself um, not almost feeling like I didn't have anything else to prove. Well, you felt uh, it was such a it was such a um, you know I gave those two films everything I had. Yeah. You felt that you reached a benchmark for those two films. You feel like all right, I'm one and done. These are the two masterpieces that I have, and that's it. Like you feel that exactly. Okay. And, and, you know, because, and quite frankly, you know, those movies both took a lot out of me. Yeah. And, um, uh, those movies took a lot out of me. Um. But personally and professionally, or? Just, uh, everything, uh, mostly, you know, physically, you know, mentally, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you gotta yeah. put a lot into them, and, um, you know, uh, um, you know, they were very hard to make. It took a lot to make those movies. And I think, um, you know, I, I found like, I found like there wasn't much, you know, I was, I was so proud of them, but they get their uphill battles of getting them out and getting them distributed. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was tough, you know what I mean? And I found myself, um, you know, to make a movie like that again, uh, it would be hard to do, and, um, you know, you know, we're making a movie that I like hit the bullseye to have, you know, quite frankly, a financial success. Yeah. And so, 
lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And, and you know, and they were, you know, we did everything right. You know, we got into great festivals, got great reviews. Towns was not made for a spirit award, and yet they were both enormous uphill battles with trying to get them released. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that, you know, you got it, and it didn't make any more sense to me. So that's when I started, you know, getting a little bit more into um, wanting to do TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and it didn't be like, uh, about three or four years ago, started going up the learning curve of developing TV shows. Yeah. Uh, and getting a little bit back into the acting. Um, I saw that, I, I noticed that I happened to check your page you were a fan of our Gotham last night? Yes, yes. Did you check it out? Well, I will be in episode five, so... Uh, what? Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, not a big role. It's a small role. I only got a, only got a couple quick scenes. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, you'll get a kick out of it, I'm sure. If I'm on the screen for one minute, it'll be a lot. But uh, I'd say about one minute, you'll see me on screen in episode five. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool scene I, I had with detectives. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll probably put something on Facebook about it. Oh, definitely. I can't wait to check that out. Episode 5, you said? I believe it's going to be episode 5, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, that's really cool. How was that experience? It was just really quick? Oh, it was great. It was yeah. great. Get back into the acting. You know, I really only got back into it three years ago. And you know, I you know, do, you know, uh, some nice things like I said, including, you know, getting to work with, you know, someone like Soap Seymour Hoffman was great, and yeah. I got to do an episode, this episode of Gotham, and yeah. uh, did another episode of War and Order, an episode of Unforgettable. Yeah. You know, so it's been, it's good. I acting is the best. If you can get acting work, there's no, it's just a blast. Yeah. You know, if you can get it, you know, and it can pay pretty good, too, if you can get it, you know. Yeah, for a couple of days' work.